0: Thank You for tuning in to Ignite My Heart with me, your host, Emmanuel Sargent. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. What use is it, my brethren, if someone says he has faith but he has no works? Can that faith save him? But Lord, we pray a blessing over this word. May it come forth in your power. So, God is demonstrating. Well, what do you do with the same word? enter it's into the city. hearts of man with nothing it is they, is, they, they, is, they will be able to to do something with what he's given you that your faith will be put into actions that you won't think that it's too small to do anything with that you won't think God, somebody else is going to use it so I'm just going to bury my faith but that you will realize that anytime you respond to that little faith that comes in you and says, let that person pass forgive them Call that person, invite them to church, go be a friend to them. Give that person a blessing. Spend time with them. Anytime you respond to that seed, God says it will multiply your harvest. Well, hello everyone. Thanks again for joining us for Ignite My Heart. If this is your first time visiting, I want to encourage you to subscribe and go back and listen to part one because we're getting ready to start part two of Time to Invest. I really hope you're encouraged by this portion of the message because it really shares about how sometimes our investment is not for our present, but for our future. I hope you're encouraged. Let's get ready to have a great time. Let's keep going. All right, touch your neighbor and say, invest for the future. That's the second definition is a thing worth buying because it may be profitable or useful in the future. And the Lord showed me that is living beyond the moments. All right? We're... Invest for the future, live beyond the moment. How many of you, I feel like the Lord showed me there have been people here who have been invested and you're wondering if it was even worth it? <laughs> Has anybody ever felt that way? You're wondering, man, Man, I've been raising this child for 40 years. Lord, I'm about to, I feel the call of Abraham on my life. I'm going up the mountain, God. I'm taking my son with me. Some of you say, God, I've been serving Pastor Jeffrey. He hasn't even noticed me. Man, hasn't even asked me to preach, and I don't want to preach, but he hasn't asked me. I would never do it, but he hasn't asked, and I've been so invested yet, Lord God, there's nothing that's come from my investment, but what is the definition of that again? Remember, is a thing that is worth buying because it may be profitable or useful, not now, but in the future. So some of us, we get our lives, we're so invested, but we want to be invested for the moment. But God is saying, could you live beyond the moment and just invest and know that there is a profit, there is a gain, there is a blessing that's coming even in your future. I talked to Bonnie about uh, our, the old church that we were pastoring on a Native American reservation. And I'm telling you, there were times that I wanted to get my butt out of there I don't have anything in common but my skin. Maybe my hair. They looked at me different. They thought I was weird. I wore skinny pants. The children I was working with called me every name you could think of. I had to fight to love those, so, those people. And, and you know what? <laughs> I don't even know what was going to come out, but God stopped it. And guess what? They had to fight to love me. They did. And I told Bonnie, I was like, oh my gosh, there were so many times I felt like I was missing everything. Want to know why? Because I had my aperture and everything on wide. That means I was seeing everything out there. And God was saying, just just focus in a little bit. Focus in on somebody ugly looking at me. Oh no, oh no. I need to see what I'm doing in my future. Because it feels good to see everything. But it's hard to focus in. And God's trying to teach us to have self-control and to have understanding that everything's in season and time. And I tell Bonnie right now, I said, oh, my Lord. I even told my pastor who was in Minnesota um, just two days ago. I said, I'm telling you what's so amazing is that every single investment that I did there prepared me for right in this moment. I didn't realize that the investment of six years was going to be, I was going to reap that. Here, now, in six years, that everything that I had done and everything that we had pressed through was just a deposit for the future. And I began to just see, oh, my Lord, I'm so thankful that I got to do that hard stuff. Because, man, I was ready for this task. See, God sent me to Indians before he sent me to you. What does that tell you about yourself? I don't know. You just think about it. I'm just being honest. It's the things I think about. God sent me to a reservation before he sent me here. Maybe you're reserved for a purpose. (laughs) Maybe you've been reserved for such a time as this, as the natives were and are. Maybe Hebron has been a place that people have shut out like the reservations have been. And God's saying, I'm calling you to come out of that shell of the reservation, I've called you to be a people of the world and not just an isolated place. Maybe Hebron's meant to be for the world and not just an isolated place. Maybe Hebron is meant to go way beyond Thomasville and not just the reservation. Maybe God's saying, I prepared you to the reservation to get people at Hebron to realize they've been reserved for such a time as this. Come out of reservation and step into purpose. And all of that understanding downloaded to me because why? I didn't realize God had me invested as a return for my future and not my moment. And we have to go beyond that. And so guess what? Now when I come to Hebron, I'm squeezing Hebron with all my heart. I'm grabbing it with my hands because I know there's something so important for this moment, but also for my future. Amen. When you're serving here with the kids, when you're serving and you're pulling this podium up, and you say, God, what is it gonna do any good to pull this podium up? I don't know, but you're investing for your future. (laughs) You're serving, huh? You're serving. You're giving something great of yourself, and praise God, it's not your words. Praise God is whoever pulls this thing up every Sunday is the one that's thinking about it because God's telling them to do it, or Jeffrey did. One of the two. But it doesn't matter. You're doing it because you're invested, and you may not see the return, but don't be discouraged. You may be invested in your kids. Don't be discouraged. I feel like I've been invested, but I feel like I'm getting a breakthrough, even with, with some of my kids and my son. Y'all are like, "He's are so little, but you don't know who their mama is. <laughs> Both. And, 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 and there's this moment, and I'm saying breakthrough. It doesn't matter. You may be discouraged with what I'm saying. You're saying, God, I just, I've been doing this for three days. I really just started coming to church on time for two weeks, and look how long worship went today. Oh my God, Lord! I think it he came here at 9:50. I will never come at 9:50 again. 10:20 is a 30-minute set. Jeez, I gotta eat. And now Emmanuel's preaching. This is my first Sunday, God. I want to return. Everything needs to be perfect. 10 to 11:20. Don't be discouraged. Your investment is for greatness. God has a destiny. There's something that's great. And you may not see it now, but it's there. Remember, focus in on what he's placed before you. The last point is touch your neighbor and say invest with expectation. Number three, the definition means an act of devoting time, effort, or energy to our particular task with the expectation of a worthwhile result man how many of us do that mama does that's true y'all give her a hand if all the mamas that are believing hard they didn't believe they gonna make it right not just expect God it's gonna be good It's gonna be real good no it's gonna be worthwhile God we had to train ourselves to do that. Man, I love that Tiffany just was led today and said, God, you're great. And what she didn't know is in my own mind, I was saying, God, I just want to really believe you're great. I was saying that out of my words. Because I know that true worship doesn't come from here. It comes from a love relationship. And and, and, and if I'm sitting here loving on my wife through my mind, I could be doing all these things. Yep, love you, babe. Mm-hmm. On my computer, right? Love you. She's just talking away about her all day. Yep, mm-hmm. And that's not, that's, not, that's not a devoted moment into that time. It's not a fixed moment. And I said, God, I, I don't want to just be here doing that to you. I'm raising my hands, but I'm typing in my head. And yes, I am tense. Yes, I do that. Yes, I think about the sounds. Yeah, I think, guys. I come from music and everything. I'm listening to the music on my, one, my left side of my brain is over here. My, 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 my eyes are looking here. My right eye is over there. And my spirit is just saying, just, boy, focus in right? And and so here he goes and say, God, I just want to know you're great. I want to live. I want to have that expectation. I don't want to just do it. And and Tiffany begins to say, God, you're great. How many of y'all felt the breakthrough when that happened? When everybody started clapping hands to God, I was like, I just realized we don't even clap here. Angela's shaking her head, no. She's like, brother, you are going to get run out of town. It's all right. Remember, the Indians prepared me for you. But anyways. When everybody started to clap, I was like, oh, my God, what a beautiful sound. Did anybody else feel that way? Like, it was like, that was beautiful. Like, people were clapping. But it was in that moment I realized, whoa, we don't clap. We got, like, one or two, like, and it's always off, you know. And it's always people don't know how to sync. See, that's where my music brain goes. I'm like, nobody's syncing right now. Sync, sync. And, and, and so... Here he is, and it just so this praise, and but that came from a place of expectation that God, you are good. You are worth my wild, Lord God. When I worship you, it's worth every moment of it. I believe Hebron's gonna be a place that is gonna be radical in worship. They're just gonna praise God. There's gonna be hands clapping next week. Amen. There's gonna be praise, there's gonna be prophetic words, Shane's to keep leading us, right? But that comes from a place and understanding that it's worth it. When my wife gets me really angry, she does that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she doesn't. But it's, it's those times I understand that it's worth my wild. Anybody ever had that? It's worth my wild to live out her storm. It's worth the while that I got to be in the boat with her. and give her my paddle. When I'm struggling, take it. You float. Now I'm mad. But there's an expectation that it's going to be worth my while, Right? That I'm going to sew these tears on my pillow at night. Real men cry. And I'm going to go to sleep. And I'm going to wake up, and she's going to smile at me. It's the first thing she's going to do. It's going to be worth my while. But there's something in me that causes me to be invested with expectation. That though she may have her moments, I'm invested because I understand that it's going to be worth it. Maybe the next day. Maybe the next day. Maybe in an hour. I don't know. But it's going to happen. We're going to connect. And it's going to be great. She's laughing. Let's keep going. Listen to Mark 10. We're almost at the end. Mark 10 verse 28 it says this. This is right after Jesus was talking to the young rich ruler. Y'all remember that story? He invited him to come and to be a disciple, to follow him. He says, sell all your items. I wish I could preach on everything here, but I'm trying to get better. And, and he's, he's telling him to sell all of his stuff. He didn't say give it away, which I thought was really profound, and he's all sad, but he would have made a lot of money. He tells them to sell everything and come, give to the poor. He didn't say everything. He said, just give and come follow me, right? And he says no, it's hard for him. He doesn't go. And then guess what? The disciples touch somebody and say, you're the one. I'm going to get you in trouble really quick. Peter began to say to him, behold, we've left everything to follow you. I said, no, nah, I'm sorry. Maybe I There's always that one disciple that says that, right? That was me. Oh, they won't leave that. <laughs> I love my job. I'm following you, God. You know, there's this moment, and here Peter is. He's saying, oh, my gosh, that man just missed out. We've left everything, Jesus, to follow you. Oh, poor young rich ruler. He had little faith, but look at my faith, Jesus. I gave it all. Anybody ever felt that way? Come on, please be real. Anybody? Nobody? Dang, look who God put in y'all's midst. So Peter began to say to him after that event, behold, we've left everything to follow you. Boy, Jesus is like, ah, hold on. Let me just, let me just, let me say something really quick. Hold on. Because you totally don't understand how my kingdom works. He says, Jesus said, truly, I say to you, truly. I mean, listen to this truth right now. Truly, I say to you, there is no one. Somebody say that. No one. If you know your neighbor's name, say, not you. Say their name. Not you, Tara, but it's going to turn into a blessing. Hold on. Not you, Connolly. Not even you, Gordon. Listen to me. There is, I'm going to use Gordon. Gordon, you have not left house or brother or sister or mother or father or children or farms for my sake and for the gospel's sake. But you will receive a hundred times as much now in the present age—houses, brothers and sisters, and mothers and children and farms—along with persecution. And in the age to come, eternal life. Listen, a lot of times we hear that scripture, we think that's in heaven. But he said, "No, now in this present time, you will receive houses, mothers, what? Not wise. Hold on. <laughs> woo! Let me correct. <laughs> Tommy. it is just whoo." Just edit that out. I know we're a little different here at Hebron, but we can't, we can't afford another hit. We might go out. We might be out. We might be done. That Pastor Emmanuel man. Yeah. Hold on. Let me, I'm starting to sweat. Listen. But he will receive 100 times as much now in this present age. Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and farms along with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are last, many who are first will be last, and the last will be first. Why did he say that if you left these things, you'll inherit that? How are you going to inherit another mother? How are you going to inherit another father? Actually, fathers, mothers, houses. Some of y'all are like, oh, that was for me. Farms. Some of y'all hear chickens, right? He's how are you gonna? He didn't say just one. He said houses. Doesn't that sound like a gain? Doesn't that an investment? It's more than just one. He's saying when you've left your one, there are some, there are many that you will gain. Because Peter was trying to make it a moment of suffer, but God said, "Listen, I didn't come for you to suffer. I came for you to reign." And how many of us make a moment like that? God, I left everything. We're Peter. That's what I'm saying, right? We'll get on the bed and cry our eyes out. God, I had to leave John. I had to leave her. God, I had to leave. And that's not bad. I did that. I'm just saying. I did that to everything, even food. I'm just kidding. God... I had to leave these things. And Jesus said, wait a second, you're coming from a perspective of earning and a perspective of getting only back, only having to suffer. But I didn't. you're not suffering. Hold on. There is no one who's left anything that will not gain more. How many of you have left something? I mean, even from teenage years to a kid where you've made a decision, you left it. Raise your hand. How many of you stopped going to maybe parties sometimes? You left something in that moment. How many of you left uh, messing around, you know, saying, God, I want to be pure. Help me, God, help me. And, you know, you may have messed up. You may have made mistakes, but you just keep laying it down. You, you left it. And you say, God, I left this, but, Lord, I feel so empty. He's like, wait. Oh, you're going to gain. you to gain so much. Well, God, I left that one boyfriend, but, man, it just hurts. I just feel like I left everything. No, you're going to gain. You're going to get something so great. Oh, but, Lord, I had to sell my house, and now I'm just in a smaller house. Wait, you're going to have houses. For my kingdom. But Lord God, I left my job, my resource, my farm, Lord God. But God said, wait, you're going to have farms, my brothers and sisters. You're going to gain because I came for you to have more than enough. In abundance because you're my people and you're meant to change this world. And he says he gives seed to who? To the, to the receiver or who? The sower. He says, I've called you not to just have, but I called you to be a sower. I'm giving seeds to people who sow. I will give seed to the sower. And so God says you're going to gain that. Why are you going to gain mothers and fathers? I did a study on it. And what it means is because he knew that in God, when you become a part of his family, when you become a part of his kingdom, you gain many mothers. You have many fathers in the house of God. Tommy's a father. My dad's a father. There are people here. Steve's a father. There are many people. Dean, guess what? If you don't have a father, you have a father. You have a mother, Cindy. You have Marie. You have people, Merle. You you inherit mothers and fathers and sisters and brothers. So when you look at one, I want you now to look at your neighbors and realize what you've gained. But do you see the value who's next to you? Look around. We don't see the value when all we see is, God, I want to touch the world in the big focus. But God's saying, just zoom in and look what's before you. And embrace Hebron, embrace these people because they're your people. I've given them to you. Well, that's it for today. We want to thank you so much for tuning in to Ignite My Heart. We hope that it was a blessing and encouragement and empowering to your life. Until next time, stay burning.